Hello, hello, and welcome to the Sharp Side Podcast. I'm your host, Chaz Prada, and joining me, as always, to break down the NFL week, which is what, week 10? Yeah, week 10. We got Austin Tark and James Bitter. How are we doing, guys? Good Fantastic. to be here. Why do you sound you know, so sad, Austin? I was not sad. I had a losing week, sad. but it's okay. No, pretty no, monotone. no monotone okay. at all because I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go five and zero this week, and that's what I'm really happy for. I've got a good feeling about this week. We're up to 27, 16, and two on the year. Still top 75 in the rankings. I'm feeling good. No, no reason to be monotone because I, I got winners coming. Uh, I, was, I was just wondering. I thought maybe you were a little bummed about being in last now, but <laughs> no, no, no. As I've mentioned many times before, it is a marathon and not a sprint. And congratulations, you're winning after nine weeks. <laughs> but I'll take this promise here on the pod here. You will be in last place at the end of week 17. I will have a better record than you. $50. It's a deal. Ooh, I like deal. that. Nice. Hey, James, you want to make that bet with me? No, you have a pretty commanding lead right now. Okay. Chaz, what are my odds? For what? For me? I don't know. Yeah, I'll take it. If I can get some odds. No, I don't want to do that. That's fair. That's fair. Hey, hey, let me put it this way. Maybe maybe I just respect you too much, you know? That's all I needed to hear. Thank you. Yeah. Hey, we're going 5 now this week, and that's the important thing. 3-2 um, and two last week. I improved to 7-2 and two simply because I'm the best, but... Austin, sadly, that that was so shitty. The Chargers losing yeah. that game that way was just sucked. Um, good call on the Ravens, James. <laughs> um, I think James, you're five and four now. Yeah, five and four. Five and four. And, that, and um, not to be confused, our four. I don't. It's so like I have the spreadsheet up, and just and every time, just this fourth pick remains on one loss. And so, so like the fourth column right here, it, it's just one loss. It was Eagles week two. Um, but, hey, Cowboys plus 14 and a half. That was never in doubt. Nope. Um, that was a great pick. You guys had that. That was a fantastic pick. Yeah. Very pumped about that. <laughs> still haven't gotten the Cowboys right. Yeah. I still – that's another recap. I'm still winless picking Cowboys games this season, but still perfect picking Jets games. So – a little disappointing that they're both on buys this week, but next week I know I know what team I'm gonna definitely get a win for. Yeah. Um, oh, the Jets are the Chargers next week too, right? Plus ten. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, an ugly game. Already like ugly. Um, I feel a lot of COVID news this week. Um, just off the top of my head, uh, Steelers had a bunch of contact tracing that they're waiting yep. for. Um, Dolphins. Shelby, Dolphins. Yeah, that was today, right? Yep, yep. Um, Shelby Harris on the Broncos, who I I think he's their best uh, defensive lineman. He uh, tested positive. He won't play Sunday. Uh, off the top of my head, that's all I can remember. But um, yeah. And, oh, Bruce Arians had some interesting comments about like talking shit to Tom Brady, which I I don't understand that. Just like he's like the greatest quarterback ever, and I mean, like, yeah, he looked like shit, and the Bucks were horrible. Um, but yeah, I don't get that. I think it's a way that he's he's trying to get the message that no one's going to get special treatment on this team. But at the same time, who who are you to talk, Bruce Arians? I mean, have you won a playoff game before? Uh, I'm. I mean, I'm not. I, I I don't think you can ever talk poorly yeah, about Brady. He actually has. 
which on uh what Colts? Colts. No, Cardinal Cardinals. You won a few uh, with the Cardinals. Oh yeah, they won the Super Bowl. Bruce yeah, but that was that was no, that was with Ken Wisenhunt though. Oh, that really? was before Bruce wow, Arians. He took them to the Super Bowl. Yep. That's insane. Um, but uh, that Saints win was incredibly impressive. I mean, they are now the top dominated dog, top That's dog most... in the NFC. They got all their offensive weapons back, and it's we mentioned on the pod. Uh, get grab your Saints futures before yeah. that game because that number, those val- the, the valuable price of to win the NFC, to win the Super Bowl, they're gone because they're now the top dog. They control their destiny. And with this offense back, healthy weapons, they look dangerous. Yep. Michael Thomas unlocks that offense to just like a completely new level. Now, like mm-hmm. it's effective at three different levels instead of one where you can't just like load the box and hope Kamara doesn't get by everyone. So yep. very interesting to see. As a Saints fan, I love it. But we can talk about that much later. Uh, I think we're ready to go. And what, what uh, about one trend. Just one sure. trend before the week. Uh, road underdogs that are six points or less are 27 and 27 straight up, which I found very impressive Ooh. that if you bet every single road underdog, six or less money line, you'd be very profitable. And they're also covering at a 65% clip. So I think that just goes to show you a little bit that home field advantage really isn't mattering. And it's pretty profitable to take a road team this season because uh, it's, there's just not as big of a factor of home field. And they're clearly still winning games. Yeah, that goes along with uh, the trend that I just kind of stopped paying attention to, keeping up with uh, that I had at the beginning of the season. But which, which I'm sure if the some of the new listeners that we might have probably just aren't aware of. But I think like weeks one through four, I was tr- keeping track of uh, like short spread road road teams um, with no fans or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. That would fit the Broncos and the Bills. Chargers, well, I guess it's a bunch. Chargers, Bills, Chargers, Seahawks, Niners. Oh, no, not Niners, six or less. Um, oh. Ooh. Before we get into it, um, don't forget to follow at the Sharpside Pod on Twitter. Uh, Masters Week, a great article, um, if I do say so myself, by uh, mostly by Austin. I threw a couple picks in there. Uh, but I'm sure the majority of the winners that you'll get are from Austin with uh, – from what I pay attention to, the matchup started off very well. Um, it was it was a great seeing Tiger up at the top of the leaderboard. Um, but yeah, college football pod will be dropping soon. Um, I'm gonna make try sure and. To, I was gonna say, make sure to check out our Twitter for our giveaway for Dustin Johnson. Yes. Give it a retweet. We're giving away hundred dollars if he wins the Masters, and he is three people. Do, He's doing yeah to three different people. He's doing pretty well. He's three under through nine right now. Four back. Nice. He's gonna. He will be in contention. So definitely want to enter that giveaway. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, more college football stuff coming. Um, Pod this week. Yep. Gonna record, yeah, we'll after, record this. after this. Very nice. Pretty boring slate compared to last week, but we really bad slate. Weekends like last week don't come come along very often. I would say. Um, and then one last th- – oh, that's right. Got to plug the podcast. Uh, go rate, review, subscribe to on our Apple Podcast feed. Um, follow us on Spotify. And uh, hit a like or follow wherever you listen to your podcast, whether that be Google Play, whatever. Um, yeah, let's get into it. Let's do it. All right. Uh, Austin, we're going to start with you. 
Let's go. Just, you know, get, get a little positive Momo going, right? And you, my friend, like the Eagles minus – it's minus three for the contest. Right now the line is three and a half. The Eagles are are going to New York to take on Daniel Dimes and the Giants, and the total is sitting at 44 and a half. Let's hear why the Eagles are winning by more than three this week. Yeah. Uh, so, first, I'm seeing three – Minus 125 on my bookie right now. I I would just buy it up to three and a half. I wouldn't pay that kind of price. Um, we saw this game earlier in the season, and they completely outplayed the Giants, uh, especially their defense. If you exclude the Daniel Jones 75-yard uh, run where he slipped, uh, they end up outgaining him by about 200 yards. It was just Wentz who just committed sloppy turnover after sloppy turnover. And it, it was a tough week for him because they were missing so many offensive pieces, they finally got Lane Johnson back in that game, and he immediately got hurt. I think it was their first game without Miles Sanders. All they had was Fulgham. Um, but now they've played one game in the last 24 days, and they've gotten a lot healthier, especially on offense. They're going to have a healthy Miles Sanders. Goddard should play. Jason Peters, Lane Johnson, and even Alshon was a full participant in practice. So this offense is starting to get a lot more healthy. While the guys were out, Jalen Rager and Fulgham um, and Boston Scott were tr- carrying the load. So now it seems like everyone has come together. They have depth on their team, and it seems like they have a lot of offensive firepower. Um, So I think this is just a really good spot where the Eagles are healthier on offense and they're going to be able to put up points. Um, If we just can just – if Wentz can just stop making such stupid errors, like just getting out of the pocket and throwing ridiculous turnovers, they're easily easily going to cover this game. Um, I really don't want to overreact to the Giants last week beating Washington – as we, we mentioned this last week, but Daniel Jones has four total wins and three of them are against the football team. Uh, I mean, James, I should have listened to James last week when he said Daniel Jones is playing his, his favorite team and he, he literally beats them every single time. But the Philadelphia Eagles are not the football team. Uh, so the, this, these already uh, Daniel Jones being an underdog in this matchup. The Giants had a plus five turnover advantage last week and still uh, the game came down to a final possession where Alex Smith threw another turnover, which is f- a funny stat is that the Giants are tied for second in the league in defensive takeaways at 15, which I find k- kind of impressive because usually that's a stat, meaning um, your team, if you're creating a lot of turnovers, chances are you have a good record, uh, but seven of their 15 turnovers are against the football team. Um, so they're really, they're building up that stat uh, through playing the horrible football team. Um, overall, I really like this Philadelphia Eagles team. I like them off a bye. I like the extra rest that they've had. Um, I think this defense is still pretty good. They got a solid pass rush. And with this, with the offensive weapons, I think they're going to really be able to put up points this week. And I like them covering the three, three and a half. I think they'll be fine this game. Where are you at on this one, James? I agree. This is one of my likes. Uh, I, a lot of my points, Austin already hit, but it's weird in this matchup. I've looked under uh, the Peterson era. So in Philly, the last three years and every time they played in Philadelphia, the giants have actually kind of outplayed the Eagles, but they've lost by uh, three, one, three, and then six again, but that was an overtime. But then in, if they flip the script and they go to New York, the Eagles have won by five, 21 and 17. So I think, yeah, it's something about, they probably overlook him at home and then on the road, it's a, it's a different different atmosphere. And I think here they definitely will be looking past the Giants off the bye. And as Austin said, they're going to be way healthier. They're going to have a lot of guys back. And even some of these guys who aren't excellent players or just pickups lately, like Boston Scott, Fulgham, even though Sanders will be back, uh, there'll be more camaraderie now. 
So I think that offense will move a little better. And I think the Eagles actually roll here. I, I like it a lot. Nice. Yeah, you guys hit it on the head. I'm, I'm in agreement here. Like the Eagles, I, I mean, you guys covered it all. I just love Perfect. that the Eagles are getting healthier, uh, which provides a great segue to move on to my best bet because I love the Browns minus three this week. Uh, they're hosting the Texans. Current line's at three and a half, but for the contest, we got three. Total's at 49. And for much of the same reasons that uh, we like the Eagles because they're getting healthier, I like the Browns. The Browns get three all-pro level talents back. Like, you you, for, you, you just don't see that very much for on, like, a week-to-week basis. Miles Garrett got hurt against the Raiders, so he didn't play most of that game. Nick Chubb will be back this week. Wyatt Teller will be, will be back this week. On top of that, they bring back Pro Bowl tight end Austin Hooper. And they get back uh, um, one of their rookie linebackers, Jacob Phillips, for which I would just expe- uh, expect that to help a defense that's mostly struggled. Um Aside from what I think is going to be a huge motivational boost of just getting your best players back, I think extra time for the coaching staff is huge. Um, I th- they had the they're through the rough part of their schedule, so I think a little time to just kind of review, um, reflect, and just um, I think it's going to be huge, especially for uh, like it's a playoff stretch run for them now. They have a bunch of easy games left, and I think you just want to get started on the right foot here. The Texans have two wins this year, and both of them are against the Jags. Um, the first one, I would say, is a little lucky with the Jags kicking a bunch of field goals or missing field goals, like red zone turnovers. And then last week, they were, what didn't they? They won on a failed two point conversion or something. Yep. Yeah, yeah they're outgained. Um, I still, have, I still have major concerns about Texans coaching. Uh, just the w- one example I'll give here is the Jags were able to run a fake punt just because um, a Houston special teamer wasn't guarding one of the Jags special teamers out wide. And like, that's just like lazy and bad yep. coaching. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, Browns minus three, I, I think. And also uh, it's going to be uh, crummy weather. And I just think that favors the Browns over the Texans, especially when I expect the Browns to be uh, leading. So go Browns. James? Yeah, I agree. Uh, this is also one of my likes. Uh, the crummy weather, as you said, is 20 mile per hour winds, and then it's supposed to be raining a little bit too. And I think that favors the Browns a lot because they're going to be pounding the rock. They're going to be healthier. They're going to have more people back. They'll, they'll be more physical, the better rest of the team in this game. Uh, and if they get that lead, I think Deshaun Watson can get a little loose with the football. So I, I think if the Browns get a lead early in this game, I really, really, really like our bet. Yeah, um, I came in really liking the Browns. I like the mainly because of the weather and an ugly weather game where the Texans, I don't think David Johnson is going to play. They're going to have Duke Johnson in the backfield. So it definitely is going to hurt the Texans pass game. Um, And it certainly will help the Browns rush game who will have Chubb back. We'll have Hunt, hopefully Wyatt Teller. Um, That rush offense should do pretty well um, against a poor Texans rush. It was a bottom, bottom five rush. Um, and they just played in a bad weather game, too, at home against the Raiders. Um, so it's you would assume that they're a little more prepared for an ugly weather game versus a dome team, Texans. Um, that being said, as the week has gone on, I'm starting to lean more to the Texans, especially if I can get a plus three and a half for the Texans. Um, I'm not forgetting how bad the Browns pass offense was before their bye. 
I know it was bad weather against the Raiders, but in their first game without Odell, their pass offense showed that it's really lacked weapons. Um, the addition of Austin Hooper this week will be big, um, but a trend here for him is teams scoring 16 points or less and are favorites the next week are 40% against the spread. And this angle is still profitable um, when they're off a buy. Um, the Browns are dead last in points per drive on non-turnover drives in the NFL. And they've only faced one top 15 DVOA pass offense this season. And that was the Raiders. Um, so I think Texans could definitely put up points, uh, especially in the pass offense. Uh, but really it's, I, I'm picking the most, I'm picking the Browns for the weather. Um, if we get an ugly, ugly game where passing the ball is uh, not going to be easy, um, this absolutely favors the Browns. Uh, one more trend here, uh, stat here is Houston has faced the most difficult schedule in the league, um, and the Browns have faced the 10th easiest. Uh, so the, there's, there are trends and stats that point the Texans' way, um, but with the loss of David Johnson, they're also down to uh, defensive linemen, which definitely will hurt um, their ability to stop the run. I lean, I, I, I lean the Browns just for the fact that if it's an ugly game, which it's projected to be 20 mile per hour winds and rain. This definitely goes to the Browns advantage. Um, I get those points. It's just like David Johnson is out and like, I think Duke Johnson is a good receiving back, but like, I think he like is like noticeably bad at running the football. Um, so here's an update on the weather. It's going to be really bad. <laughs> it's projected <laughs> 24 to 28 mile per hour winds and yes. rain and rain for at least the beginning of the game. Um, so that, that should certainly go to the Browns advantage. And as I mentioned, they played in a bad weather game already this season. Um, so it, I, I like that. I like that. We got the three too. Yeah. Um, I think another angle is the under. Cause uh, I think, I mean, like, I think we expect the clock to be moving for the Browns um, slow drives. And then, I, the Texans, they thrive on passing the ball downfield. I mean, I feel like every, every week we see a long Will Fuller touchdown. No guarantee we get that this week um, unless there's just just a lax in coverage, which with the Browns, I'm, that's reasonable to expect. But um, it's at 49, so it's not super low. It's higher than an average NFL total this year. Um, that, uh, it's come down from 55 and a half, so six and a half points of movement. Oof. That's – Late to not, the party. Not, not, yeah, not great value, so maybe not. <laughs> Late to the party. I still, but hey, if it looks like it was against the Raider game, um, I mean, you could bet any number in that Raider game and the under was hitting. Um, yeah. so, so, I don't know. At 49, that is a, a little bit too much loss of value for me to want to bet that. All right. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree. What's, uh, what's the status of Baker in this game? Is he officially out or? That's a good question. No, no, Baker, he's playing. Well, he, he did have, have the virus. Yeah. No, so, but he, he hasn't been deemed po positive. I don't know about that, but he hasn't been deemed positive. Yeah, he was with Evan Crower. <laughs> Shout out Evan um, Crower. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. Um, it's looking like Baker's playing. Kevin Stefanski said okay. a day ago, he's ready to ascend. So there you go. Brown's covering, oh, baby. Brown's covering. I like Stefanski's got I like confidence. That. Um, all right, James, you're on the clock now. Minnesota Vikings at the Chicago Bears. This is Monday night. The Bears are getting three points at home. Totals 43. Let me hear the Bears. All right, I'm on the Bears plus three. The first thing I want to point out in this is if you if they played this game two weeks ago, the Bears would be favorites in this game. 
So a lot has happened the last two weeks. The Vikings have looked really good. The Bears actually haven't looked that horrible. Both lost at home to the Saints. And then last week, that game, that final score was a little deceiving. Uh, they actually outgained the Titans by over 100 yards, but they lost the turnover battle 2 nothing, including a fumble six. But what really intrigues me the most in this matchup is the Nagy versus Zimmer matchup. So they've faced off four times. Nagy is 4-0 against Zimmer in these matchups. One of them, though, is kind of a throwout. It was week 17 last year. Uh, the, the Vikings rested all their starters. But in the other three matchups, uh, Chicago has dominated all of them. The first half scores of the, these three games, they've led 14-0, 13-3, and 10-0. And then if you want to throw in that throwout game last year, they led 11-6. So in four first halves, the Vikings will be able to score nine points against the Bears' defense. Then, if you like, if you're wondering what the key is to this, in the three matches that Dalvin Cook has played, he has 34 carries for 85 yards. So the Bears are able to stop the run, and I, I think they'll be able to do that again this week. Uh, I had another point, lost it. Yeah, that's put in my notes, but I just don't see the Vikings be able to do enough here. We're getting a really good sell-high spot on the Vikings. It's a Kirk Cousins primetime spot. Uh, the Bears, he'll be ready to go. And they've played pretty good football at home this year. That, although that bu- the win against the Bucks doesn't look as good now, every other game, with the exception of the Colts, they've come out to play and look pretty good. Uh, and I think they dominate here. If they're able to get a first-half lead, which I think they can, scoring will be a problem. That is my biggest concern here. Uh, any sort of lead in this game, though, and the, and the Vikings have to have Kirk Cousins throw the ball and abandon the run. I love the Bears. So give me the Bears plus three. I think even if they if they don't win this game, I think the three could come into play. Not a lot of points. I think a lot of field goals get kicked. I'm with you. Uh, there's there's absolutely no way that the Bears should be three point underdogs uh, at home here. Um, crazy, just such such an overreaction to. It. I know Minnesota's playing a lot better and Dallas playing at the top of this game, um, but it sh- it just should not have moved this much. Um, so far, Miss Minnesota this season has played four top ten rush defenses. And they're 0-4 in those games. Um, Chicago is seventh this season. Uh, so clearly there's a recipe for if you stop Dalvin, you stop Minnesota. Um, so, but my biggest fear with the pick is you, you kind of hit on it. How on earth are the Bears going to score? Uh, David Montgomery's out. Tariq Cohen's out. Um, Nall and uh, Cordell Patterson are going to head the running back backfield for the Bears this week. Um, so that is a concern, even if they get the lead for me. Um, I know that we want Kirk Cousins to be passing the ball, but I don't really see how the Bears are going to be able to take out the clock and eat the game away when they really don't have a run game at all. Um, so we're going to be relying on Nick Foles in the pass offense, but I, I just think this is too good of a number. I think Bears defense is too good. Um, I think it's going to be a disgusting game, um, but in a disgusting game, I want the team getting three points at home. And I think they're the better team. I think this is the, th- the wrong team's favorite here. I mean, you, you mentioned that. Whoa, 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 You think they're better? The Bears are better than the Vikings? Absolutely. That's interesting. I think that's similar teams. I, I, I don't think it should be this big. I, I, calling no. the Bucks win um, not um, not as good now. I don't I still think the Bucks are a top team in the league. I think that's a great win. Um, I, I, mean, I forgot yeah, they beat Bear, them. Bears have had some fluky wins. Um I am like that Lions win in particular, but like they battled hard against the Saints. Um, I, I I like this Bears team. I I think their defense can at least carry them. Um, in a cold in a windy cold night at Soldier Field, definitely definitely give me the Bears. My other point was the Vikings have the 29th defense, 29th best defense in terms of yards per game. So I think the Dang, Bears. That's crazy. Ball. 
Yeah. Um, I agree. Oh no, I I don't got much on this game. I I like what you thrown out and it's for the spot and I think it's a good sell high on the Vikings and a good buy low for the Bears. So I I just think it's like that's I mean in sports betting that's what you want to do every time, right? So mm-hmm. I, I works for me too. Sure, uh, go ahead. After the Vikings lose this game, I'd look at them uh, to make the playoffs. Their next three games, I don't have it pulled up, but it was like the Jags, Cowboys at home. I know it's one of them. And then there's another, I think it's the Lions. So like three pretty easy matchups and then they don't have the Packers again the rest of the year. So I think the Vikings, especially with the rumors now that they could add an additional playoff team. Yeah. It'd be a pretty good number. Uh, So I wouldn't mind that. And then derivatives I'm looking at in this game are the first half under, or maybe the Vikings team total under. I think both those are pretty solid plays as well. If you don't want to lay the points with the Bears, or take the points, sorry. I'm looking on Bet Online. I don't know if there's in season to make the playoffs odds, but I'm not going to. I know, but I know Bovada does it. Bovada oh, okay. Does. Yeah. Um. All right, moving on. Uh, do you guys want to talk Lions? Um, Washington now. Just get out of the way. Yeah, let's get it over with. <laughs> okay. Um, no lineup right now. I last I checked it was four. Uh, Matt Stafford is probable to play, but he's in concussion protocol, so no one really knows. It's looking like Alex Smith is going to start. Um, uh, gross. I'll like start. Line- I just, I just Go don't, ahead. I just don't think the Lions' pass offense is. Stafford's just not as good. He's just not good, and he, he year after year, I'm really tired of people hyping up Matt Stafford. Um, he still has no playoff wins and I know he doesn't really have much help on that offense, but without Kenny Galladay now, I mean, it's just, he's not impressive. And I hate it. Our Lions pick was so bad last week because when he was behind and the team was behind and they were forcing uh, staff to throw the ball, they could, he couldn't do anything. I mean, it was pick after pick against a bad Minnesota defense that we just talked about against the bears. Yeah. Um, that's true. So the Lions have lost four of their uh, games this season against a top 13 pass defense. And the football team ranks number one. So I don't see Stafford being able to have any success this game against Washington. Um, I think this is too many points. I don't think the football team should be underdogs by four points. Um, but that being said, I can't get in bed with Alex Smith. Uh, I just, he looks just so bad. I mean, there were so many turnovers last week, but that, I mean, unreal. They had five turnovers last week and still had a chance at the end of uh, on the final possession to tie it up. Um, so their defense keeps them in games. It's just a matter of that offense. And it's just, I just can't trust it. Um, but I would lean football team for uh, pick them leagues. Yeah, uh, that's a good call. Also Stafford in, Galladay out. That might be, maybe that's worth a Redskins money line play. I would agree. I thought you guys said Stafford is probable though. Yeah, he is. Yeah, that's what I said, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, you said out. Well, oh. I said, I thought Stafford oh, and Galladay in, in, out. The theoretical. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't have much on this game. At four, I'd lean to the Lions if Stafford plays, but nothing where I want to put a wager on. Sounds good. Let's move on. Um, Jags at the Packers. Oh, I like this one. Um, a lot of wind here. Jags getting 13 points. Line is at, or excuse me, the total's at 50. I'll start. I um, Under's gone. Like, it's just late to the party. But um, I like... 
I, I have a bet on, I think I was like, I want to say 52. Do I bet at that? It's at 50 now. Um, I like the under, like the Jags. I just think it's too many points for a game where I expect just, it's just going to be run play, run play, run play, run play. And I don't think either team's rush defense is good enough to get a stop. I think, are the Packers still last? Look, Um, I'm pretty sure they're still last, but it's, I, it's, I feel like it's going to be similar to the Vikings Packers game. James Robinson has been pretty good week in, week out. Uh, Jake Luton looks solid, although, although I think he's going to have a harder time in the wind. There's uh, over 20-mile-an-hour winds expected and rain. Um, yeah, too many points. Go Jags and go under. That means I still think the Packers win. Like, I'm not confident in the Jags at all. One more thing. I don't think Jair Alexander is going to play. He had a, a bad-looking concussion. And uh, that is a – he is – him and Zadarius Smith are the only two Packers defenders worth anything. And, like, because the rest of them are all bums. And if one of them is out, that is a huge loss. So – and Jair Alexander is probably the best corner in football right now. So and go with, Jags. With him, uh, there's also Kevin King, Redmond, and Vernon Scott were all, all corners that are hurt um, on the Packers. So – it's a cluster of injuries in that secondary for sure. Um, I don't know how much that matters though. Uh, just looking at this weather, um, yeah, it's well, it's not. I mean, you need a, a third. Game. You need a third and five. You need five yards. That's true. Much easier. True. true. Um, but so weather projected in this game, it's going to be 20, 20 plus mile per hour winds, um, expected rain and snow. Um, so going to be ugly for sure. Um, which means, which definitely, I, I like the Jaguars for um, purely really off weather. I mean, we saw an ugly weather game in Lambeau against the Vikings and Packers earlier this year, and we saw that Viking the Packers give up uh, rush yards and they can't throw the ball, and that's why the Vikings won, and that's why I think the Jags will be able to stay into it because James Robinson is going to be able to run the ball on the ground. I looked it up. They actually rank 20th now, the Packers and Rush D, um, probably because they played the, uh, the Niners last week, who I don't even know if they gained yards. Um so, but there's still not a good rush defense. James Robinson looked very good last week, and I think he's going to continue to succeed. Um, I what I tell you guys, Jake Luton, he's the truth. <laughs> he's the truth. I'm just telling you that Jags don't need a quarterback this draft because Jake Luton, he's legit. Yeah, <laughs> but that was a game for a first NFL start. He played pretty damn good to hit a score the possible game tying touchdown. Um, but Jake Luton from Oregon State. Oregon gets a quite a bit, a lot of rain and wind and bad weather. So I'm sure he's used to playing in conditions like this. Um, so I, I, I like the Jags here. I think 13 is too many points. I got it at 14, love it at 13. I like the underplay because I just don't see many points being scored. Um, even, I don't even know if we're late, late to the party. I think 50 is still a reasonable number with the weather that's projected. Yeah, I bet the under last night actually at 50. I saw, so I still like it, obviously. Uh, I like you guys said, I lean to the Jags. I think this would be kind of a, run the ball, clock just keeps eating all game type of game. Uh, and obviously that favors the dog. And I think the Packers might be a little sleepy. Uh, 10 days rest. What do they really have to play for here? They kind of have the division in command and a really bad team coming in. So maybe a Jaguars first half money line if you're feeling crazy, but otherwise just the under for me. I'm trying to find Jake Luton props. 
No, but I don't want passing yards in this weather. No, but, not at all. But that's like, going to be want... priced in. So, like, uh, what if it's, like, 160? Uh, if it's that, oh, I'll yeah. take it. I want, yeah, I I want Jake Luton. Find me a rookie of the year ticket. That's what I want. <laughs> really? Now we're talking. That hits. <laughs> that that hits. For all of your Jake Luton takes. I'll house that bad. For all the I'll Jake Luton bad. takes you've had the past, like, week. And I heard you compare him to Peyton Manning. I think that one's, like, <laughs> the steepest. <laughs> Don't bet Jake Luton to win rookie of the year. You're just lighting money on fire. <laughs> Hey, if he beats the Packers here, they win out. They're not going to win out. They're not going to win this game. The Jags. (laughs) They'll be lucky if they win three games all year. Maybe if they win three, then he should be rookie of the year. I'll give him that. Um, we cover that one. Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Oof. Wow. Um, Tampa Bay traveling to Carolina. Carolina's getting five and a half at home. That total is sitting at 50 and a half. That's the same total as Packers Jags. That is, that blows my mind. Um, I'll start. Uh, I'll be pretty quick. I did talk about Bruce Arians comments. I lean bucks though. Uh, they got absolutely killed Sunday night. What they lose by 37, 35, um, 35. Um, in his comments, though, so I lean Bucks. Um, also, I lean over to the over. I, I don't understand why it's only 15 and a half. The one thing that I think is actionable on based on what he said is he said that it, he was like, I think it's crazy that Mike Evans is open and not getting enough targets or something like that, which he wasn't open. Mar- Marshawn Lattimore had him on lock like he always does. Yeah. So, but that be, the fact that he mentioned Mike Evans just – outright make, makes me like Mike Evans receiving props. Um, so that's my angle on this game. Good angle. Um, so a significant injury that wasn't noted last week uh, was mm-hmm. Ali Marpet, the Bucks guard. The Saints got so much interior pressure last week and pretty much made Brady's night hell the entire night. And it, who would have thought that a guard who I really didn't know who Ali Marpet was, but he started every game since 2015. Um, so he's a very significant player to this offensive line, um, but he has practiced this week. Um, but I don't think the Panthers are going to be able to have similar rush success, except for uh, Brian Burns, who did get hurt on the uh, last last game last Thursday. Um, the Panthers have one of the worst pass rushes in the league. Um, the, as Chaz mentioned, this is just a great bounce back spot. They, have, they were embarrassed on prime time. Um, I think this market has overreacted a little too much to that game. Uh, I mean, the Saints had all of their weapons back. It's kind of tough to just prepare for that. Uh, Panthers defense as a whole, they're weak and the Bucks should be able to move the ball at will. Uh, they still have all of their weapons back. I mean, they still have a Godwin, AB, Mike Evans. Uh, that offense is still loaded, and they should be able to put up points. This just feels like a total replica of week two. The Bucks were embarrassed in week one by the Saints, and they had a bounce-back spot the following week against the Panthers. And sure enough, they completely dominated the game. They were leading 21-0 at half, and they coasted a little bit too much late, um, but they did still end up covering the spread. Um, I, I like the Bucks here. Uh, I think this is a great bounce back spot. Uh, the Panthers had quite the fight last week against the Chiefs. Um, and I think if they want to compete, uh, their best chance is going to be through their deep ball weapons, uh, such as Samuel, um, DJ Moore, uh, because that is how you beat uh, the, the Bucs uh, over the top. So that does make me like the over a little bit. I think the Panthers could be able to have, put up some points, and I really think the Bucs are going to be able to put up points. Um, but overall, 
give me the Bucks. I I I think they'll be fine here. Yeah, I, I lean to the Bucks too. I liked it a little more at the beginning of the week. Uh, if it got down to five or four and a half, I think I'd like the Bucks. But I think it it's earlier. like you guys have been saying. Yeah, it, it, well, it, it, I, it opened to six. It yeah, did. Then it's bought oh. back up now. So mm-hmm. I don't know why it was such a. Nice. I don't know why it got eaten up so quickly. Nah, me neither. But like you guys are saying, it's an excellent buy low spot. Obviously, I, I think the majority of the public will be on the Jag or Jags, the Panthers in this game after seeing that Sunday night game. Uh, and I, you guys kind of cut out a little bit on my end. Have you said that McCaffrey is out? No, I did not. That's nope. I I would say it was a bigger deal earlier in the year, but Mike Davis has looked pretty good as a replacement, so I don't think it's as big of a deal. Obviously, he's still a really dynamic player, so it'll hurt. But uh, I I lean to the Bucks here. I wouldn't mind as our fifth play. I think it's the right side, and I think there's a, a chance they do roll here. So they have played earlier in the year. Um, Panthers outgained them, but they also won the turnover battle 4-2. So um, Bucks ended up winning that game by 14. I remember my angle that week was – that also McCaffrey played that week and uh, uh that might have was uh, that might have been the game he got hurt but Bucks. um my angle that week, also owned McCaffrey too though yeah he like I'm looking he averaged 3.3 yards to carry um was my angle was that Joe uh Joe Grady runs a similar offense to what the Saints run and so I'm like seeing it back-to-back weeks would kind of help help out i guess um but looking at this box score i was definitely wrong because <laughs> no, they dominated put... like it looks no. like they dominated well but... it was a lot of garbage time but like it's still yeah, the Bucks had a big lead that whole game yeah, yeah they were up 21-0 at one point but um oh no and this Hopefully... was also at the point of the season where the Bucks hadn't gotten their offense rolling yet. I mean, it was That's week true. two. They were still getting everyone together. I think now, after putting up a three points on Sunday Night Football, I think this. I, I think Bucks team total might be my play, um, especially this like Panthers that. defense. They're not stopping anyone. No, it sucks. And this is just such a, a bounce back spot. I, I, I think I like AB too. Like last week, like he looked. Yeah, he looked fresh. Like he looked he like good. he was. He's, he looked like an NFL receiver and ready to be, uh, be a top, top top guy again. I I I think this offense still has a lot of potential, and we shouldn't overreact to the blowout loss last week. Completely agree. And I would imagine that's uh, like a popular angle for a lot of people. Just like, oh, a good team just got killed by five touchdowns. So, so let's bet on this week. But I, I honestly, I think it's the right side. So yeah. The, that Bucks team total you're talking about, Austin, 27 and a half right now. Ooh, give me that all day. I love that. Especially because mm. I think the Panthers are going to be able to move the ball. So I, like, I, I just think I, it's going to be quicker drives for them. I'd like to find a 27. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I'd, I'd still bet at 27 and a half. Um, yeah. Broncos at the Raiders. Raiders are lane four right now. Total is sitting at 50. Uh, Austin, I know you're looking at the same thing I'm looking at here, so I'll kick it to you first. Yeah, I, I'm i struggling to pick a side in this game, but I really – I like this over. I think this number is just far too low. I'm, I'm still confused at why we're looking at a 50, 50 and a half right now. Um, when – if you exclude the Raiders-Browns ugly weather game, the average Raiders point total is 61 points. 
this Raiders offense, they have a lot of weapons. They can beat you over the top. They can beat you on the ground game with Jacobs, and they can beat you with Waller. Um, and it, they have a great offense, but they have a horrible defense. And the Broncos have proven that they can score against bad defenses. And they've also showed that they can score uh, when they're behind. So if the Raiders jump out to a lead, if the Raiders are start scoring points, I can see Denver coming right back with him against the poor uh, Las Vegas uh, uh, defense. I think 50, 50, 50, 50 and a half is far too low of a number. I love 51. Um, as for a side, uh, it is a bit of a look ahead for the Raiders. They got a, a, another game against the Chiefs on deck next week. Um, but it's back-to-back roadies for Denver. Um, I really don't know what to say here uh, with this with this game. Uh, I hope you guys can sway me on the side, but I like the over. Uh, I'll go next. I'm with you on the over. Uh, in terms of the side, I really want to like the Raiders now it's down to four, but I think the spot's just really tough for them. Uh, I think there could be a little bit of a hangover after last week's emotional win, and then obviously they have the Chiefs on deck next week. Uh, but then on the other side, there's nothing that makes me want to back the Broncos. The week before, or two weeks ago now, against the Chargers, they were down 24-3, ended up winning that game 31-30. That's really a deceiving score. And then last week, the Broncos, I think they trailed 21-3 or 23 at one point in that game. Whatever it was, they were down about 20 points, they ended up losing by only seven at Atlanta. So it's, a, it's another really deceiving score. I just think – I think the Broncos are really bad, but they could catch the Raiders in a flat spot. I don't know. I really want to be on the Raiders minus four or maybe a live bet and hope the Broncos start start hot. But we can have the Broncos start the last few games. They've been really bad in the first half, so I don't have a side. Yeah, I, I love this over. Uh, I, I'm stunned the Raiders have a total at 50. Um, yeah makes no sense to me uh like this they have a the same like, like once again they're in a dome and they have the same total as the packers and jags i think this makes sense um that's true <laughs> um i also like the raiders um not one of like my favorite like this is not a big bet by no means but i so I, i'm playing the raiders first half instead of raiders uh full game drew lock has just sucked in the first halves of these games and then he becomes Blake Bortles when uh, in the garbage time where he's just, he can't be stopped. And so um, um, as I mentioned before, Shelby Harris tested positive, which the Broncos already have a thin defensive line. And I think uh, Trent Brown was back last week, correct? I believe he was. He's not on the injury report right now. Okay. So, um, and Josh Jacobs has struggled, but I think this is, he's going to have a huge, he's just primed for a huge game here with um, the Raiders offensive line uh, looking to dominate. Um, and then Derek Carr has just been chucking it deep, and I love it. And, like, he, he heard all the talk about him being a game manager and stuff, and now he, he's just unleashing the ball downfield to his weapons. Uh, and so whether it's Ruggs, Waller, even Renfro is making plays down the field. So I, I think that the Raiders move the ball. The Oh, this the one – this is the – main hold up for the Raiders. They run a slow pace. So I, I guess that kind of explains the 50, but Broncos also have pretty slow pace. Yeah. Hmm. But even um, then offenses should be, they both offenses should be able to score. I, yeah. I don't think the pace matters. And I like whether he's under pressure or not, Derek Carr has been great this year. Um, I hope I'm not overrating him, which maybe I might be, but um, yeah, 
Raiders minus four for me, and uh, actually Raiders minus three first half, and then over fifty. Do you think uh, the Broncos are going to be drafting a quarterback on their first pick this year? I think they should. Because the one thing about Locke is he's padding so many stats, and he looks so good when he's down by twenty points. So they makes it might make management still believe in him because they see what he does when he's down twenty. Um, but you're right. They, he just doesn't start games well. They end up in a hole week after week. It's it's hard to believe that Drew Locke's the future. The yeah, last three, I, go ahead. Go ahead. No, oh, I was just going to say, the last three games in the first half, they've been just manhandled. Down by 15 against the Chiefs. Down 14 against the Chargers. And then last week, I think 17 and a half. 17 and a half, yeah. Go Raiders. Um, I like it. Do you like Josh Jacobs overs a lot, especially if the Raiders have a lead in the second half, which like, that's just the ideal game script. Mm-hmm. Um, Bills at the Cardinals. Uh, this was, this has been a tough one for me. Cardinals minus one total at 56. It's gone up a bunch. Uh, I'll start. I'll be quick. So I've gone back and forth. I think the Cardinals just put up 31 points against a good defense, so that was a positive sign. Kyler's been incredible. He looks so good against the Dolphins. What's holding me back is the Cardinals' secondary situation has been very worrisome for me. I've been talking about it, it feels like, every week. Uh, And now they're all banged up. They just signed Jonathan Joseph, who has been – I think he's been the lowest-rated cornerback this season. And um, which – I mean, like, does that just – is that just a negative, you know? Um, going And then I, the Bills are a healthy receiver now. I'm kind of talking myself into the Bills right now. Um, John Brown makes the offense way better. Uh, and, like, it showed last week. They were doing whatever they wanted in the air. <sighs> I don't want to take the Bills, though. Ah. I don't believe I'll, in either. I'll, I lean bills. I lean bills, but oh man. Also, like I lean the over, but at fifty six, I it opened at like I think fifty one, fifty two. Fifty. Um, fifty. There you go. I would have so, loved a fifty. Maybe I go in on like Bill's team total for like a very yeah. small amount. I thought I saw it at twenty five and a half last night. Was it like minus one forty or something? Let me check right now, actually. What we're on it, it I, I like it. It couldn't be 25 and a half. It was. Because that would be 25-31, and it's a two and a half Hello? point spread. You're here. Right, it's 25 and a half minus 160 to the over. Minus so, can you guys hear me? Yes, we can Yeah, yeah. Can you not hear us? <laughs> just wait. He's, mute. He's muted now. All right, well. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I like the Bills. All right, I'm back now. Sorry. <laughs> All right, we're going to start now. Go for it. All right. I, I kind of like the Bills here, and I lean to the over as well. I was just watching that Cardinals game last week, and I was not impressed at all by that defense. Uh, the Dolphins threw the ball decently well. Tua looked really good in the second half of that game, so I'm not sure exactly what to expect from the Dolphins this week. We'll talk about that game later. But – what I saw from the Bills was ridiculous. On offense, they came out, instead of running the ball like Seattle thought they were going to do, they came out and passed the ball all game. Uh, I think the Bills can do whatever they want here, too. If they want to run the ball, they can do that. 
if they want to pass the ball, they'll be, they'll be able to air it out. And I think Arizona's overrated. I actually think both these teams are a little overrated, but the Cardinals more so still a little bit off that Seattle win from two weeks ago. And they should have won that game last week, but I like the bills here. And I think the bills went out, right. Especially if it's at two and a half now, which I'm seeing on one site. Wow. Really? Yeah. Could we get a three? Doubt it. That, um, uh, yeah. Three, so. a, a three. You got to consider that. Uh, I'm it's a three. I definitely like, like the bills. Uh, I I'm, I can't really, I, I guess I lean bills here. Um, mainly just because I trust McDermott over Kingsbury. He makes some decisions that are just very questionable um, that really put his team in bad situation, especially late in games. Um, the issue here for the bills is just, I just don't like this defense. Um, they, they did get quite a bit of pressure last week against Seattle, which was very impressive. Seattle is a good offensive line. I think they got like five or six sacks. Um, but created, without, they also created four turnovers too. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's uh, another huge point. Um, but th- without Milano, I see Kyler just being able to ha- do whatever he wants. Um, especially uh, Edmonds as well should be able to do anything. The bills rush G just isn't very impressive. Um, I will, I was, I was hating on Josh Allen last week when I took my, when I took Seattle, um, but he seems to play a lot better in good weather conditions um, playing here in a dome in Arizona. This sets up well for him to throw the ball. Well, um, the run game should be opened up, opened up because Arizona has a weak rush defense. Um, so John, this should be a game where Josh Allen looks very good. And that's why I lean the bills um, just because I think he should be able to move the rock. Um, and this is a look ahead for the Cardinals. They have Seattle on Thursday. We just saw Seattle last week. Look ahead, the Bills, um, because they had an NFC West hmm. showdown the next week. Um, so, I think I think I think this is a good spot for the Bills here. I'm not sure teams are looking ahead of the Bills. They're, I mean, they like they were won six games last year. I know, but I'm saying that Seattle. Or, sorry, Seattle they, got they, killed last week. Yeah. Like they, well, was, I think I think we should give more credit to the Bills instead of taking credit away from the Seahawks. I, I, I would agree, but that was Seattle's worst game of the year. Four turnovers. They just kind of came in flat. They were down. They were down immediately to start that game. They were That's true. down, I think, two scores to start. Um, I just think that these NFC West, since it's so close, um, they really – I mean, Cardinals, it's kind of a must-win game next week for them uh, against Seattle. Um, Thursday night, that'll be actually a really good game. I think I like Seattle, but we'll talk about that. Um I don't give me the bills. Yeah, we won't. It's Thursday night. <laughs> Damn, you're right. Hey, you want to give a pick now? <laughs> no. It's at five and a half. <laughs> I don't. At five and a half, I don't know what to say. I need. I need to see the games. I need to see the games this week. Because if Rams win, we can get a good number on that. Ooh, that's true. When the Rams win. Mm. Yeah, what's well, that's a good lead-in. No, not yet. Because I have one more thing to add on that. Uh, the who's it talking about? Never Bills, mind. I, I don't. That that's actually perfectly then because it's about the Seahawks. So we'll go Seahawks Rams. Uh, S- Seattle's taking on the Rams in LA. Rams are laying one right now. Totals at fifty four and a half. James, you are. Well, you got opinions on this one, so let's let's hear why you like the Rams. Yeah, I like the Rams a lot here. So they're coming off a bye, and. They got the needed rest there that that they needed all season after that. Every game they're going like paintballing, West Coast, East Coast, West Coast, East Coast. And now Seattle's coming in a similar spot. Uh, Seattle's down to their fourth string running back. It hurts a lot in that path blocking. And you know how that path rush is for the Rams. And then 
What concerns me in this game is Russell Wilson's had seven turnovers in his last five games. And then if you look the last two games, he's had five interceptions on his own. Um, I don't think that bodes well. And this Rams defense is pretty opportunistic. McVay has actually had pretty good success against Carroll, too. He's four and two. Um, and the Rams defense, we talked about good defense. They've had uh, anyone with over 300 on them all year. So I think Russell Wilson will be a little diminished here. He won't be able to go up against like a Bills defense, Cardinals defense that you can have your way with. And on offense, I think the Rams will be able to move the ball as well. Uh, however they want. I think they'll be able, they'll be able to establish the run. Uh, and even if they don't, I think they can still pass the ball in the Seattle secondary. I mean, we saw what Josh Allen did last week and then Kyler Murray two weeks ago. Seattle's defense is just horrible. If the Rams get an early lead and they can pound the ball in this game, I really, really, really love the Rams. Yeah, I'm the other side. I, I'm on Seattle every single week, it feels like. Uh, but I, I like Seattle here. Uh, I mean, first, I don't think the Rams are going to be able to run the ball. They have the uh, Seahawks have the ninth-rated rush defense. Um, so the Rams are going to have to beat them through the pass game, which we saw last week for the Bills. When you go pass hoppy on offense, you can totally exploit the Seattle secondary, but that's not how the Rams work. They like to establish the run. They like to use the run to get Goff going. Um, so it's not just going to be a pass show for Goff. Um, Goff's going to need to hit on his deep balls accurately as well if the, if the Rams want to win, which he's shown he's not really reliable for. And I might die on this hill, but I'm, I think the Rams defense is overrated. Uh, they have all the stats in the world, um, but they have not played a pass offense like the Seahawks yet. The best pass offense they faced are the Bills, and the Bills put up 35 points on them. So I'm still not a believer in this defense. They can prove me wrong this week, but I think Seattle's going to have, be, I think Russell Wilson's going to be perfectly fine on offense. I like this in a bounce back spot. I really like the over here because I think the Rams are uh, off a of bye. They all, McVay always schemes well against the Seahawks. They're going to be able to put up points. Um, and then, as I mentioned, I think Seattle's going to be have their way as well. Um, I'm not going to overreact to the Rams off a of bye. I think McVay's three and one when he's off a of bye, but last year they lost to Mason Rudolph off a of bye. So I don't think you can put too much uh, credit into them. Um, give me Seattle here, bounce back spot. Um, I think, I think this is a, uh, this is, they're going to win this game. Yeah. I yeah, mean, Seattle. McVay off a um, of bye three and one with an average. Oh, go ahead. Say the, most, say yeah, the Mason I'll, Rudolph part. Yeah, I was just going to say McVay off of bias, three and one ATS with an average margin of plus six points against the spread. So I, I'll take my chances here. The Mason yeah, Rudolph, we watched that game. That was an ugly game. The Steelers defense played out of their minds. We were on the Steelers that game too, actually. Um, Eileen Seahawks. Uh, I'm just going to back Russell Wilson after disappointing starts from him. The injury report scares me, but it's. I feel like it's just pretty consistent with how it's looked all year. Um, I believe Snacks Harrison's going to come back, which we thought. We've been way off on the Seahawks injuries, and we thought, oh, Jamal Adams is going to be back. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've been saying Snacks Harrison's going to be back for like two weeks now. But I'm pretty – I like take this with a grain of salt, I guess, but I'm pretty sure he's going to play against the Rams, which the Rams are a rush offense, so that's huge. Um, the thing I was going to add to – the Bills part was the Seahawks had seven sacks last week. And with the addition of Carlos Dunlap, that's huge. I like that's been their issue all, issue all year, which I would be, that's very scary for the rest of the NFL if the Seahawks are pressuring the 
uh, the passer. And um, finally, the Seahawks had as many yards as the Bills, and uh, they lost the turnover battle 0-4. I'm aware of how the Rams looked in their last game against the Dolphins. Like, they way outgained them, but they had a bunch of turnovers that led to scores. That being said, Jared Goff looks like straight trash right now. Um, It is a lean to the Seahawks, uh, mostly due to Sean Road Goff. Bye. What was that? I, I think we got a bet here, James. James, you want so to bet we, this? Are... Yeah, I do. All right. All right, I'm in. Seattle. Right. Let's go. Let's the Seacocks, baby. Wait, are you, are you I missed it. Are you in two chess? Yeah. If Austin's in, I, I'm in. All right, sounds good. All right. Um, more the merrier. <laughs> Oh yeah, we forgot to mention Austin finally lost his two bets with that or his first two bets with us on the season last week. Three, he went oh, yeah, three, three last week, <laughs> and he lost his best bet. Yeah, what a rough week! And he lost to James in fantasy. Come on, man! He didn't just lose; he got killed. It seems <laughs> so bad. All right, is this the Kill Austin podcast? Come on, it was a rough week. I was due for some regression, but I'm gonna bounce back. I'm not worried. And one in four is on super contest. All right. Oh, man. We got to move on. We got to move on. Okay. San Francisco traveling to New Orleans, where San Francisco is currently getting nine and a half is what I'm seeing. Ooh, ten. Niners are getting ten points on the road. This plays into uh, Austin's trend. Um, yeah. that well, no, it's six points. It's six points or less. Oh, so never mind. It is not. Um, yeah, I'll – I'll be quick. I think the Niners are pretty much the only side you can like confidently bet here. That being said, I don't want to bet. I confidently is in the right word because I don't want to bet any of my money on Nick Mullins. Um, I think Nick Mullins is quickly proving the Jimmy G argument that they're worth the same is completely wrong. And that being said, it's just the wrong time to buy the Saints after probably the I think it's fair to say the most lopsided non-Jets game win of the year and um we already did it uh at the beginning of the podcast but I just want to take, take some time to I mean hey if you guys listened last week hopefully you guys all got in on the Saints futures so go Saints baby Toot your horn Toot your horn uh this was the game of the year last year I remember this game last year. Both teams combined for 70-plus points. Kittle had one of the most impressive catch and runs I've ever seen where he was just stiff-arming guys left and right. Unfortunately, we're not getting the same game just because of how many injuries there are. Um, But here we are again with just another Niners overreaction. I mean, how many times are we going to see just such massive line movement one way or the other um, in these Niner games? It's been happening for the last six weeks. And I get it. They got blown out against the Packers, but they're the exact same team. Um, Mullins was pretty horrible in that, um, but I just don't think they should be this big of an underdog. Um, They're off extended rest. They have more time to game plan for Shanahan. They were embarrassed on prime time. It's just such a good bounce back spot. I mean, this is, it's a good buy low and sell high point for the saints. Just Chaz mentioned exactly what you want to do when you're betting. Saints defense, we've been hating on it all season long. Let's not just think that they had one great performance, but this defense is not suddenly fixed. Uh, Their pass rush dominated the interior. As I mentioned, Marpet missed their guard was out. Um, So I don't expect the Saints to have the same interior pressure that they did uh, last week. Um, Their secondary has been a problem all year. 
I don't know what Marshawn Lattimore, or Lattimore takes before uh, he plays the Bucks, but like he owns Mike Evans and that's why he looks so good. Um, so let's see him do it for back-to-back weeks. Uh, I was really impressed with the Niners, uh, Richie James on Thursday night, the showing that they at least have some weapons. Um, I just think 10 points is too much. I think this is totally a game where the Saints can just sleepwalk through. Uh, the, who, the Niners aren't. They, they think they could just roll out of bed and beat them. And I, I think this is just too many points for the Saints to be laying. Um, just It's just too big of an overreaction from last week. Yeah, I kind of agree. I uh, I don't know if I have the stones to actually bet on this, but now it's at 10, it intrigues me a little bit. Yep. It's the ultimate sell-high, buy-low spot. I mean, two primetime games, one team was on one side of slaughtering and the other team was on the other side of it. So – I think the only way you can bet this game is Niners or maybe the under and just hope the Saints sleepwalk through it. But that's about it for me. Are we sure the Niners have cratered though? Because the entire year, I feel like their, um, their price has been hard to gauge just because of all of the injury uncertainty, uh, all like the court quarterback switching in and out. And I, the entire season I've been hearing the same narrative that Nick Mullins is worth the same as Jimmy G and that I'm sorry, but that just can't be true. Nick Mullins is horrible. And like at, at least Jimmy G can like effectively run that offense. And I like, I will give Mullins somewhat of a pass that he didn't have Kittle last week or really any notable Niners skill position player available, but like it's, it's still just like throws, just like lazy throws across the middle. And like the Packers must've dropped four interceptions last week. Yeah. I'm yeah. shocked that they didn't give Bethard a chance. I know. Um, I was just waiting for him to come in, especially in the second half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they I, it was the perfect time. They honestly, it's looking like they could be, which is scared to jump on the Niners this week. I mean, why um, don't the Niners draft a quarterback next year? Jimmy G, uh, I, I don't think he has guaranteed money for next year. I think I think you're you're 100 right. I, <laughs> although at this point, it might be a little too late. Uh, they already got four wins. Chances are they're going to get at least one more. They'll sneak one or two uh, out. Are they? I mean. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, and they still play Washington, Dallas. They still got winnable games coming up. I feel like he, there's like four quarterbacks at least right now that a lot of, um, <laughs> like you got Trevor Lawrence, Fields, Trey Lance, Zach Wilson. I might even be missing one or two, too. So Trask has looked good. I think it's funny that just three weeks ago, you had your Niners Super Bowl tickets ready. <laughs> I know. As they were coming on this difficult stretch. You said they were going to go four and one. And now the words just came out of your mouth saying, it's time to tank. Let's get a quarterback. <laughs> How quickly the tables turn. In the what NFL. can I say? I'm adaptable. <laughs> See? Hey, John, John Lynch. John Lynch always, at least so far, it always seems like he's made the right call, too. So, I'll know. I mean, like, would you even bother bringing Kittle back this year? They're not making no, the playoffs. No, no chance. I mean, unless they somehow G. get some wins where they're like – if they have six or seven wins by week 15 and there's like a chance if they win out they can make the playoffs, maybe you consider it. But I, I don't see it. I, Kittle did say it was a two-week injury. So I think if they really wanted to be in a win-now mode, uh, they could put him back in. But I, I think I, – I'd be shocked if, they, if Kittle played again. All right. Um, what's Sunday night? Hello. Uh, we skipped the uh, Chargers game and the Steelers the game. Steelers. Oh, you're right. I had the Chargers about the Seahawks. Yeah. Um, wait, what game is Sunday night? 
the Ravens Pats. Oh, that's not listed either. What happened there? Uh, yeah, I don't know. They it. just took like three of them down. I'm not seeing it. Um. Anyways, let's go to Dolphins Chargers. Uh, Chargers traveling to Miami. Dolphins lane two and a half. Total sitting at forty eight. Um, love the Dolphins last week. Cash for me. Uh, a little bit fortunate, I'd say, but that's just how they've looked for a good portion of the year. Um, and like, I'm just going to repeat myself. Like, I feel like the Chargers are the right side here. Um, although it's not two and a half anymore, is it? It's just one. One and, one and, a, half. and a half. But I can't, I don't want to bet on Anthony Lynn. And I feel like I, I, I think I finally learned my lesson. And you know what? If they win this game, that's fine. I just won't I just won't have any money on it. But for now, I'm just going to um keep my money in my pocket for this one. Also, like Brian Flores has to have a massive coaching advantage here. Um and that's to this for this to happen three times in a row, that has to be the most deflating thing ever. It's unreal. I can't stand the Chargers. I mean, it. I mean, that's Anthony Lynn is worth a rant. I mean, they've literally blown leads of 17, 17, 16, and 21 in the last five games, yet they're one and four in those games. He just makes such stupid errors. I mean, at the end of the first half, it were, I believe it was like a minute and a half on the clock, and there were, the clock management was so poor, they just wasted like 40 seconds. And if it wasn't for Justin Herbert bailing him out with a 35-yard touchdown, they have to settle for a field goal. And they had like two timeouts. It was so – it was just and awful And they refused to take a timeout. They, they just, just sat refused. There. When they snapped that play to throw the touchdown to Keenan Allen, there was five seconds left on the play clock. And it was a two-minute drill. Unreal. And then and the they ending like of the game – they did play before. The ending of the game was even worse. I mean, how can you throw two fade routes? One being to a player who literally has two catches all season. Uh, how can that be the final play of the game? You're throwing to him on uh, on, uh, on a fade fade. I just I the decisions he makes. They they blow close game after close game, and it pisses me off so much. That being said, I'm on the Chargers this week. <laughs> <laughs> I just I can't get off them. They're, I really like Herbert, and I just feel like eventually they have to win some games. But since two has started, 60% of their points have come off turnovers, defensive, and special team scores. Their offense uh, loses power with uh, – they're missing 33% of their total yards and points with Gaskin and Preston Williams. Um Chargers rank higher in EPA per play offensively, and they're pretty equal defensively. This shows that they're pretty equal teams, uh, which means even more considering the Chargers have faced a more difficult schedule. Chargers have faced the seventh most difficult offensive schedule compared to Miami, who's faced the seventh easiest schedule. Today, we got an update. The Dolphins are going to be most likely missing Wilkins and Van Noyce to their COVID reserve list. We'll see if that actually plays out, but that definitely does hurt their defense. Um, I just, I'm still not totally bought into Tua. Again, I'm with Chaz. I'm not going to bet on this game, but the Chargers are the side here. Uh, I shit, I did that on this game. Yeah. I have the charge. <laughs> I have the Chargers plus three, uh, so at least I got a good number. Um, I like so. I'll give me the Chargers, um, but give me Balage props. Uh, this is a Balage revenge game as he returns back to Miami. He didn't look good very la- uh, last year, but last week with Justin Jackson out, he was dominating the ground game. He scored a touchdown. He looked really good. And Justin Jackson's expected to be out again. Miami still is a bottom five rush defense. I'll take Balazs props, rushing yards and touchdown, especially because I think we can get a good number considering he's just not really a known player yet. 
I wouldn't mind that. I, uh, like Austin said, I also bet the Chargers last night plus three. Uh, and one and a half, I still lean that way. I just, I'm not sold on the Dolphins yet with Tua. I think they've just been really opportunistic. And when they've had opportunities, they've converted all of them. Uh, and I think that if the Chargers can play clean here and not turn the ball over, and so far Herbert's done an excellent job of not throwing picks or fumbling the ball, uh, I think they can come away with a win here. So it one and a half, probably a nothing. If it does jump back up to the three range, though, I think the Chargers are worth the play. Here's my fear. The chart, Herbert is going to start racking up wins. They finish the year six and ten. Maybe can they get Steph seven and nine? And Anthony Lynn keeps his job. Like, is Herbert going to keep Anthony Lynn's job by getting some of these close victories? Who says uh, they're getting wins? I, I mean, I'm just telling you they're going to beat the Dolphins. They got a favorable uh, – they have a couple winnable games coming up. Uh, I mean, they still got to play the Jets. They, I think they still uh, see the Broncos again, Raiders. Uh, like, they're, they could easily get to six, seven wins. Falcons, they could get – yeah, I mean, could Anthony Lynn get his job? Could Is there a chance Anthony Lynn is coaching next season? There shouldn't be. Well, there's definitely a chance. They've got New yeah. England at home too, Atlanta at home, Denver at home. Oh, the, they're outside gonna, of the game. You want to talk about a game at Buffalo, a team that can make Kansas the playoffs? City. Are the Chargers going to make the, the playoffs? Are the Chargers going to make the playoffs? They have two they, losable games. They at Buffalo and at Kansas City. That takes they, you. They, they could. They, that's eight and eight. Here, you want to They should have five wins outside of that Raiders game. That's a toss up at a, at Las Vegas. I think oh, they man. win at Buffalo and they lose at the Jets. There you go. Lose at home to the Jets. Yeah. Oh, hosting the Jets, whatever. Um, also, Joey, it sounds like Joey Bose is coming back this week. Is that correct? I think so, yeah. That'll be a big boost for the Chargers. Yeah, that is. That's big. Still, though, Tua looked good. and like he, he, He's played really well in the second half. I wasn't – the first couple series of that game last week, I thought – I thought the Dolphins play might be in trouble, but he really turned on the second half. I was pretty impressed. See if he can do it again this week. I yeah, I, I'm just worried that like these are. I don't want to like miss out on. I mean, like I'm not expecting the, him to be like a top, three quarterback or anything, but like, facing teams like the Chargers and you can get a Dolphins minus one and a half. I, I just right. feel like that's kind of valuable. I mean, because yeah, like, like what, what's your argument here? Um, do you think that this game should be a pick? No, I think it's spotted. I think it's lined pretty correctly right now. I think they're pretty even teams in home field is probably a point and a half or two points with what do the Dolphins have, like 15,000 fans? Yeah. And so a, I, a I, little this number, I think it's right, service. but yeah. And, but it's not like a, it's not a morning kick. It's a one. 1 p.m. West Coast kick, too. That's so true. I don't think the travel is as big of a factor. I think three. Like, at three, I, at th- at three yeah, I think three's different than one half for sure. Yeah. 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 I I, and I just, I'm also, I'm a believer in this Charger team. I mean, they, they've played everyone tight. I mean, they should have beat the Saints, should have beat the Bucks, they should have beat the Chiefs. Their worst loss this season was a game against the Panthers where they just came out flat and played poorly. And, and they Justin still should have won that game if they fucking caught a lateral. Exactly. Like they, this Chargers team is good. And without these blown leads, without Anthony Lynn as coach, they're six and two could be even better than that. And that's why I think that is where we get some value at getting the Chargers at a plus number, because this is a lot better team than we think they are than their record shows. 
But isn't this just the Falcons argument like every year? No. Why? It's like the same I, exact thing. They dominate the total are, yards. And they have a really no, bad but like the, Yeah, but they dominate total yards because they're behind in a lot of these games too. The Chargers, like, they haven't been a comeback team at all. They've they've actually dominated most of these games for like three quarters and then in the fourth quarter they just I would argue the Falcons do the same thing. I feel like they're like known as choke artists. They are. I yeah, I I yeah. think you have I think you definitely have something going here. I think Falcons and Chargers are very similar teams. I think the one difference is we've seen Matt Ryan be the same exact team on the Falcons for the last six seasons. So it's stupid on us to believe that the Falcons have changed. Difference with the Chargers, Herbert's elite. Herbert's gonna be one of the a top quarterback in the NFL. This team yeah. is different different than the Falcons. And soon to get rid of Anthony Lynn, they're going to be a very good team in the NFL. Who are the Chargers picking up in the offseason? For coach. Ooh. The Lincoln enemy? Riley. That'd be fun. Oh my God. <laughs> Bring him out to LA. That'd be sick. Um, we gotta move on now. Yeah, yeah. I'm tired about talk, I'm tired of talking about the Chargers. Um, let's go Bengals Steelers, and then we'll go Sunday night. Um, th- this should be quick too. Uh, Steelers have a bunch of COVID positives, and mm. they haven't practiced this week. And the Bengals are the Bengals. And yeah, I I think line hasn't been up for three days, two days. Mm-hmm. Oh man, we just lost the Bucks number. It's up to six. Did we not have that in the contest? No, we do. I got five and a half. Great, great. Okay. Um, so we lost James for a second, but I'll, I'll take the handicap. Um, I think if the, this line opens up at seven and a half, I think there's still value on the Bengals number. Um, the Bengals are going to be off a bye. They have the offense. They have the offensive weapons, at least, to exploit the Steelers' pass defense. Um, the Bengals also got two corners back before the bye, which I don't think is accounted for enough. Um, their, their defense did look a lot better against the Titans. Um, it did. They also had perfect pass protection they've had one of the worst o-lines in the league and i know the titans have a bad pass rush but burrow wasn't even touched in that game uh, mike daniels and Geno atkins should both be back i think this is the first game this season that they're both healthy uh, playing in this game mixon's most likely out which i don't know how big of a deal that is um, but big ben is hurt he missed he missed a week of practice and i don't know what to feel about a player missing an entire week of practice because we did just see Stafford last week and how bad he looked after not practicing a single day of the week. Um, division game, it's, it's, they, these two teams can play each other close. Um, I think at seven and a half, we, we can get Burrow, who is the backdoor king, um, to easily uh, to cover the spread. Um, so that would be my pick if this reopens over uh, more than seven. One, a little caveat there. I feel like there's just not enough data to make wide assumptions on that. Like, the Titans didn't practice for like two weeks and then they just dumped on the bills. Agreed. I would agree. That's why I just, uh, going off recent data for what Stafford yeah. was, but I agree. It's also a look for Baker, which that kind of worries me a little bit. And, and I'd, argue, I'd argue too, a week without practice could probably help big Ben after those hits he took last game. He said after the game, both his knees hurt and his shoulder. So yeah, but I don't have much here. I'm just, Maybe Cincinnati a little at seven and a half, but I'll be rooting for the Steelers to dismantle the Bengals so we can get the Steelers in another excellent spot next week at Jacksonville laying 14. Yes. I love double, anything. Double Jake Luton doing something special beautiful. next week. Yeah. We, yeah. Steelers big time win here would be nice. And that 
the game after the Jags game for the Steelers is versus Baltimore. So you know they'll be looking ahead. Thursday night too. Oh, it's and happening again. We're not getting that number when Jake Luton beats the Packers. Yeah. <laughs> that's we'll true. We'll see about that. But that is a spot I'm circling right oh, now. Yeah, that, that, that's a great look. Great look. It's nine and a half right now. But if we can get like 13, that'd be great. Yep. Yeah. Um. Oh, no. One more. One more. Uh, Ravens at the Patriots. Ravens lane seven on the road. I don't have the total in front of me. Any of you guys know what it is off the top of your head? 40, 43 and a half. Okay. Um, do we all like the Ravens? Yep. Okay. Um, you guys can go. Yeah, I'm sure you guys will hit it. Okay. Uh, I just – I don't think the Patriots are good. They should have lost the Jets last week. Uh, I don't see how they match up in any way against the Ravens here. Um, the Ravens should be able to do very well on the ground. Uh, the Pats have a, a weak rush D. Uh, they're 25th in rush defense. They allow the most rush yards on inside runs and the Ravens attack you on inside runs. Um, and even if they, and once the Ravens get the inside rush going, um, Lamar should be able to beat you on the outside, which the Patriots don't exactly have um, fast, like linebackers uh, to catch up, to catch Lamar. Um, the pass pass their the Patriots pass defense has also looked pretty awful. Um, I was encouraged last week, the Ravens, uh, the Colts were shutting down uh, Lamar, the, the run game. So the Ravens said, you know what, we're going to pass the ball. And it worked. It finally worked. That pass offense looked pretty good. Um, I was talking poorly about it the week uh, uh, before that game, um, but they look good. So if the Patriots, so that's just another way that the Ravens can beat the Patriots through the air as well. Um, Patriots just, they weren't able to stop anyone. I mean, if Joe Flacco was able to put up 27 points on you, if he doesn't make that just idiotic throw deep, like there was a wide open guy in the flat with four minutes to play in the fourth. And instead he throws it deep with a lead and he throws a pick. It just, it, it, the Jets just asked for losses, but the, if the, it wasn't for that play, the Jets win that game. The Ravens last week were also missing Humphrey and uh, Calais Campbell. Both should be back this week. Humphrey returning is pretty big considering the really only bright spot of the Patriots last week was Jacoby Myers. He had about 11 catches for hundred plus yards. Um, seem to be Cam's favorite target. So if you can get a corner to control him, I really have no idea where the Patriots turn to. Um, I think it's seven. This is incredibly value, valuable. I absolutely love this uh, this play. Um, really the only fear I have with this play is who's taking the Patriots. I mean, I just feel like everyone in the world is going to be on the Ravens this week. This just seems like too easy of a side. But give me the Ravens. Um, you guys yeah, I completely oh, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say I completely agree for everything he said. Uh, and I th- I think the Ravens could come out hot this game too. Like that second half adjustment they made to start passing the ball instead of just pounding the rock pays huge dividends. Uh, and I, like, I'm just – I don't know how New England is going to stop the Ravens when they let the Jets go for 27, and it probably should have been more. Not so, just the Jets. Joe Flacco. I, I love the Ravens minus seven. Yeah, sorry. Joe Flacco's Jets. Well, he's and elite, we haven't really talked about Tease Lake so far, every like every five years. Uh, we haven't really talked about Tease Lake so far, but this makes for an excellent Tease Lakes. I don't see how the Ravens don't win this game. Completely agree. What do you yep. think of a Ravens team total over? It's probably going to be 25, 26. I like range. that. It's 23. 23. It's 23. Ooh. 23 and a half. Ooh, that's Actually, well, that's Ooh. what it was two nights ago when I bet it. I doubt it. The total is 43. Yeah, was 23 and a half. 
I don't know. I, anything, if I'm getting under, anything under 27, I love it. I think the Ravens are going to be able to do whatever they want on offense. Primetime game, oh, it just feels took like it. took it off. Well, it's because I guess the, the game the game line's down. It'll be up. Anything under 27, I like. This feels like a primetime game where Lamar hits you with that crazy spin moves, highlight real plays. Um, this just feels like a Ravens blowout win. What sucks yeah, is I, after the Ravens win by 30 here, maybe the number won't be as good for the Steelers on Thanksgiving. Yeah. That's another spot I really like. Yeah. Uh, it was minus 150 when I bet it, but it was 23 and a half. Mm. That's a lot of juice. Yeah. Honestly, like, for, but for a team total, that's just going to happen. Like, they don't adjust team totals because they know they're just only going to get action on the over. So, yeah. That's fair. That's reasonable. Um, Ravens do have a game against the Titans next week. So if they do blow them out, extra rest for Tennessee here. I mean, we can get enough. I mean, it's six and a half right now. I mean, this number could get up as high as eight or nine. Doubt it gets to 10. Um, But Titans could be a good play next week as well. Mm -hmm. But it's a revenge spot too. Oh, good point. The Ravens are not going to be looking ahead. Or do the Titans just match game. up well? Do the Titans just match up well? I mean, they 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 well, presented the formula last last year on how you beat the Ravens. We'll see. We'll see. Well, I think this Colts game tonight will tell us a, a fair amount too. Agreed. I'm not. I don't know. I'm not buying into like a huge revenge spot angle because the Titans are going to be as motivated to beat them again. Yeah. Um. Oh no. Either way, that's a game for next week. Uh, that's it. Follow the sharp at the sharp side pod. Austin, you you do the spiel. I did it at the beginning. Follow at the sharp side pod on Twitter. Check out our giveaway once again. Give it a retweet. Give it a follow. Make sure to message us with any kind of play that you like. Uh, got any want any fantasy advice? Want any just? We've had guys in our DMs asking for pick help. We would love to give you information on bets. Uh, only way to do it is giving us a follow on Twitter. Tell your friends about us. Tell your friends about your podcast. Tell your friends to leave a review because I know you already have left a review. So tell your friends to do it as well. <laughs> um, that's pretty much it. Uh, we love giving you picks here. Uh, let's just do a recap. Our best bets are I have the Eagles minus three. Chaz has the Browns minus three. Go Browns. And, and James has the blanket on it. Bears, Bears plus three. Plus three. Lovely number. Great numbers. And we'll release a full card on Sunday, probably Saturday, of all five of our picks. Once again, we're in the top 75 of our leaderboard. Uh, so we're we're coming. And I got to be honest, we've, we've talked about these plays before. We feel very confident this week. Yeah. I got a feeling 4-1, and 5-0 and oh are definitely happening. So make sure, make sure you're following because we're feeling good. Uh, we're the Sharp Side Podcast, and I'm ready to go win some money. Let's do it, baby.